Good morning, evening, everyone. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. I am Pittsburgh Current Editor Charlie Deach, and this week we have our music issue, Hot Off the Press and on the Streets, and there's a lot of great stuff in there. One of my favorite pieces in there um, is a story on the band called The Lopez, and that was Hobby Lobby, the, a new song from The Lopez that is on their new album, Heart Punch. Um, Steph Flady is here with us uh, tonight. Steph, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So this was when we knew our music, um, when we knew our, our music issue was coming. This was a story that, um, that, I, really, uh, that I really wanted us to do because um, um, for background, for fans who don't know, um, the Lopez uh, is, a, is a band, a punk band that's been around for Brown Pittsburgh for quite a while. Um, and tragically in October, uh, Steph's husband, Jesse Flady, uh, passed away and they were finishing up this record, Heart Punch. And um, that record is going to be released Saturday, May 11th, 7 p.m. at Spirit. And Steph, thanks for coming to talk about the record and Jesse and everything going on. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the record, um, the record uh, release event. I got to think it's kind of a bittersweet uh, moment for you. Yeah. I, every day I'm just like, I can't believe this is even happening because when I look at the lineup, I'm just like yeah. floored that these people even all agreed to like play the show that I was putting together. Yeah. And the lineup, Grand Buffet, Joe Jack, Talcum, Samus, the Maxi Pads, and more. Yeah. I want to talk about the more maybe if there's anyone that you want to specifically mention. <sighs> there's so basically I yeah. just, some things just kind of fell into place magically. Yeah. So I just think of that as like, Jesse like helping me do this because I can't do anything by myself. <laughs> but um I just tried to think of like his favorite Pittsburgh bands. Yeah. So like Rue and um Rue and Swamplock, of course, mm-hmm. like first came to my right. head. And then um, you know, the Maxi Pads, Joe from the Maxi Pads is one of our great friends and he was in our last video and uh i've been begging the maxi pads to play lady fest for the past couple years and he's just like no we can't you know like i'll talk to them but you know and then it's always like oh we can't do it you know and then for this he was like we're gonna do it wow we're gonna do it and i was like holy crap and uh you know the dead milkmen were one of jesse's maybe favorite band one of his favorite bands we got to open for them once and we both like completely couldn't believe it and then joe jack said that he would play the That's show amazing. and then he was like commenting on my facebook post today and i was yeah. like <laughs> i was like texting my friend zach like is this real like is this really <laughs> happening like joe jack talcum is like posting in my like facebook event yeah and you know grand buffet basically grand my buffet. my brother-in-law <laughs> but um they're just you know that's a great lineup and they're the gonna best. play are they gonna play cuts cuts from the record or are they going to play their own show or how, how everyone's like, doing their own thing yeah. like everyone's going to play probably like a 25 minute set except yeah. for grand buffet and joe jack they'll probably play maybe 45 mm-hmm. minutes or, i just was like play however long yeah you want. but um our friend spat who um is known around here for djing 80s night at belvedere's mm-hmm. back in the day he moved to um leeds so he's actually coming in to dj the show so he'll be playing our record um you know, songs from the record yeah. in between bands and stuff and just DJing with like our record collection. Yeah. Um, so, uh, for those that, again, for those that don't know, you and Jesse were partners in life long before you were partners in music. Tell us a little bit about, uh, how you guys met, where you met and 
Yeah, we uh, we met in college. He was a senior and I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like running some booth at like the activities fair. Yeah. And um, I came to the activities fair. And that's how we like met. And then yeah. we just kind of had the same group of friends. And then, you know, I think the first time we ever even hung out, we were all like hanging out super late in like somebody's dorm room. And he was like, who wants to go like get food at like mm-hmm. four in the morning? And I was like, I will. <laughs> and I remember like sitting in Eaton Park on McKnight Road and like, being just like dumb college kids like i was like let's pretend we're like boyfriend and girlfriend and like i love you and then yeah we yeah i think we started dating i probably didn't even start dating until after that because we didn't start dating until 2001 like the end of 2001 so and so then at some point you you moved to philadelphia is that when you started playing music when you moved to philadelphia yeah yep we moved to philly in the end of 2003 and then we didn't even start the band. I think it's like fuzzy. He was, he remembered all the facts. Yeah. Like, I don't remember like dates and stuff, but um, I think it was like 2006 yeah. or 2007. We played the show that like, we were just messing around playing music with our friend Jason. And then his girlfriend was like, Oh, I need a band to like open the show that I'm booking. Wow. And we we're like, Oh, we'll play some of these like shows we, <laughs> or these songs we've been like messing around with. Yeah. And then that's kind of how it started. We Did- just, yeah. Did you have a background in did you have a background in music or was it just sort of like a hobby or? I had nothing. Like I just loved music, you <laughs> yeah. know. Jesse could play it. He'd hate me for saying this cuz he wouldn't agree but he could play like any instrument. He was just self-taught like right. he just like could pick up an instrument and be like you know, whatever instrument you'd hand to yeah. him, he could figure it out. But for me it was like I was just the front person. <laughs> like I just jumped around and like yelled and then whenever we moved whenever we decided to be a two-piece is whenever I was like, we, I was like, I got to play something to like, right. You know, fill in the, all the space that was missing from the other people. So that's amazing. Um, and so where did you guys develop your sound? Was it just sort of from messing around a little bit or, or did you go into it knowing what kind of music you wanted to, you wanted to play or. Man, that's a good question. I don't know. We just, we always wanted to be like noisy. Yeah. Always wanted to be fuzzy. Always wanted there to be feedback. Right. You know, we love like the dancey, you know, yeah. effect you get from having the drum machine, even though we had our friend Dave drumming for us for a little bit. Um, yeah. It just, I think it just happened. And I, there's definitely a sound because like I've said before, it's like, I just hear just listening to you play that, like the feedback at the end, at the beginning of Hobby right. Lobby, I'm just like. That's, that's the sound. Did you guys, did you guys write together, um, uh, lyrics and music or how, what was the process between you two? He was definitely like the, he would write like the music, like the harmonies, melodies, stuff like that. And I would like throw in my two cents, but I don't think it really (laughs) did anything, but, uh, you know, and then, yeah, we, I've said this a million times, like something would piss us off, like whether it was just some, a person or a thing or something someone did or said, or, you know. And then we'd be like, we have to write a song about that. We have to write a song about that person. Or we have to write a song about like that day or whatever. And then I would, you know, put words together and, you know, sometimes he'd be like, oh, that line's so cheesy. You can't say that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like I'd change it up or whatever. So we did, there was like, you know, some back and forth, but he he was a musician. He'd get pissed because I'd always be like, I'm not a musician, you know? And he'd be like, you play an instrument. (laughs) You're a musician. Stop saying that. He didn't want somebody in his band saying they weren't a musician for God's sake. What would people think, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just never saw myself as a musician because I just was like making noise, but like, 
that's kind of what like punk rock is. Like, <laughs> right. Pick it up and like make it do what you want it to do. <laughs> Try to make it do what you want it to do. Did you kind of notice the point when you when you went from sort of just, you know, fooling around with music to say, hey, you know what? This is this is pretty good stuff. This is decent stuff. Let's uh I feel like after maybe the Travel Fast cassette came out, yeah. like we started to kind of take ourselves more seriously because we were going on like you know, we drove to California twice on tour and back, you know, and played shows the whole way. We booked it all ourselves. We met a ton of people, a ton of cool bands. People liked us and like people hated us, but like the people who liked us, like really liked us, you know, like we got a lot of like great feedback and we're like, shit, like maybe we can like, yeah, we can, we can do this, you know? So I feel like there was a time in there where we were like, all right, cool. Like we can keep doing this for a while. And, um, was, was, was uh was Jesse's main focus music? Did he did he um do anything else? Was he sort of working full time in music at the time? I think he would have loved to have only done yeah. music. I mean, he was even just recently talking about like having a solo project. Yeah. Um Manny <laughs> had approached him <laughs> about doing like the experimental guitar night. Right. And I think that kind of got his wheels spinning. Like right. he was like, because I, you know, I'm a middle school art teacher like I work 40 hours a week I'm like you know juggling all this crap he was doing custom framing and Squirrel Hill so like he you know and he was doing freelance graphic designs we're just like very busy but um I think he he just his heart was in like music and he had so many songs I mean there's so many unfinished songs on his computer like as we speak that like were like future Lopez songs or his solo project that he talked about you know Um, so just, he was pretty like prolific like that. He would just in one weekend come up with all these ideas, but you know, as a band, you can only do put out so much at, right. at a time. I have to point out that, um, nobody's here is going to say Manny's last name because if you don't know who Manny is, it's, that's, that's sort of, a, <laughs> for those of us that know Manny, that's, I think Manny's enough. So we're going <laughs> to, um, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, Manny. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so you talked the how how much stuff would you say that that uh that Jesse had done um that he has in the I don't even know. Thing? Yeah. I mean just ton there's tons of like um garage band files that yeah. it might just be him playing a guitar into right. it or like him playing a guitar and like adding a little drum beat or like him like humming a melody over a guitar track, you know. And that's kind of the stuff that's like kind of really hard for me to even like listen to you know yeah and like i on my phone i have a million voice recordings of us just like playing and sitting around trying to figure stuff out and it's like on one hand i'm like i'm so glad i have this stuff because i can just listen to it and be like all right feel like i'm you know he's there with me or whatever but on the other hand it's like it's just really overwhelming to like have that stuff and not really know what to do what was the timing of um, had you guys finished the record um, at the time uh, at the time that Jesse passed, and and then talk to me a little bit about what the process was like to decide to go ahead and release um, Heart Punch, the new record from the Lopez, which we'll talk about the name in a minute because I know our friend Mike Stewart here will love uh, will love the uh, uh, the lineage of that. But yeah. um, I just I can't imagine what that was like to try and make, just make that decision, but also then do the pre-production yeah uh so it was all recorded yeah we were almost done mixing it so like madeline and i I think maybe met like twice to finish the mixing and it was done um but there's a funny post i think on like mine or madeline's like instagram where 
I just like messaged her and I was just like, let's fucking make this record. And she was like, I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> she was like, I didn't know if you were going to be yeah. like, I can't do this right now. She's like, but I knew it was going to go either way. Like you were either going to be like, absolutely not. Or you were going to be like, fuck yes. We have to do this like right now. Yeah. And I mean, I can't like, what's the point in stopping? Like that stuff needs to get out there. This, we were both so proud of this record. Yeah. Like, days before he died like i remember standing in like the stairs in our house and like he was at the top of the stairs and i was at the bottom and i was like i was listening to the record in the car today i had like or, uh, cds that yeah. madeline had given mm -hmm. me and i was like uh i'm really like hopeful and like excited about this and he's like me too oh my god like i was thinking the <laughs> same thing you know um because it's easy to like give up when you're just like in a little band you know yeah. you're like oh, fuck it like just you know, Life it's so much way, work, yeah. you know, a lot of the times and money and stuff to put stuff out sometimes. So we were both just feeling so good about everything. Like what so was, good. What was the writing process like for the record? Was it stuff you'd already had kind of had been working on or in the can or, or was it, is it material that you put together specifically saying, you know, that you're ready to put out your next full length? It was kind of a mixture. It was like, we knew we were like, all right, I, we, I think we might've had like maybe 13 songs that we recorded with Madeline and we mm -hmm. knew we wanted it to be 10. Right. So we were like, we got to cut like the three songs, but then like, as we were recording, cause it, we recorded, Madeline said we started on November 11th, 2016 in our attic. And the day Madeline and I finished it was November 11th, 2018. Wow. So it was exactly, that's 11, 11, which yeah. is crazy to the day. It was two, two years to the day that we finished. But while we were recording, we were still like writing so there were new songs that kind of jumped in and then there were songs that, you know, got cut. So when it was all said and done, I think we had like 13 songs and then we, we uh, cut it down to the 10 because we just wanted to be like lean and mean. And we do, I do want to point out that it is um, Madeline Campbell of Tree Lady Studios. Um, well, she actually has her own place. She doesn't work there anymore. She has her own oh, studio now called Accessible Recordings. Accessible Recordings. Yeah. I, uh, yes, I I donate. That was a great project that she had. And it's, it's, it's so great, great when someone's dream can just sort of come true. Madeline's a great person. So she definitely deserves it. We should have her on someday. Cause you should definitely, <laughs> you definitely have, have Madeline on cause on. she will have so many stories <laughs> for you. So many stories from the road now. I'm sure. Do, do you have, um, and, and you know, I, I hate to, I don't want to bring up any, you know, anything that that's maybe that's too tough for you to, to talk about but any memories of of making the record that uh favorite memories or um that you remember when you're making the record that sort of stand out to you just like you know goofing around the studio bringing food all the time mm -hmm. like pizza breadsticks bringing coffee running out to get stuff talking a ton of shit i mean jesse would get <laughs> pissed because he'd be like all right when we get in there today like you guys, you guys need to just like chill. Like we got to like, just, we got to hunker down. We got to work because every time we'd get into the studio, Madeline and I would be like talking for like an hour. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Did you see this? Did you see that? Like talking about <laughs> Jesse would just be like, all right, let's get to it. Come on. You know, but he did his fair share too. Yeah. <laughs> talking and gossiping with us. Everybody that, everybody so. that, that I've ever heard talk about, about um, Jesse, he was really a great dude. Like a lot of people, I think really, Really appreciated uh, appreciated his music, but also just appreciated that he was a, a good dude who'd do anything for you. And um, and that's why um, we had, I think we had done a piece, actually early on when we, when we first started out last, I think last late summer maybe, we did something on you guys. And then 
um and then when um uh it was a shock when 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 jesse passed and and i don't want to and again i don't want to get into too much to it but um i assume it was something that just kind of came out of the blue something you guys that took you by surprise he hadn't been as sick oh think, no, yeah. no 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 yeah. yeah and we were in the very first edition of the pittsburgh current so oh, it, yeah, like, that's when it was it has was my like 11th. special place in my heart yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean it was just it was like um our relative who's a um doctor like looked at the medical report and was said it was a lightning bolt wow and it just was like i mean he was just yeah it yeah. was just a split second so you know and it's it's a heredity is like a real bitch because jesse was a vegetarian yeah barely ever drank like you know if you saw him out he might have had like a glass of whiskey especially when you're djing about fruit drinks <laughs> right but like he was not he was a healthy fucking dude you know yeah. and um that's the thing it's like yeah you just don't you don't right. know so like yeah i'm like squeeze squeeze everybody tight right because you you can be like really blindsided by some of this this stuff and, and i was talking to i was talking to i was talking to margaret who margaret well she wrote a story she sat down with steph and some other folks um and talked about the new record and they talked about jesse um and and um it, it seemed he does he does seem like and I I've actually in the past I have talked to Jesse on the phone a couple of times when I you know he would call about some things music wise but I never met him in person um, but from what people have said about him he really you know it's obviously it's a tragedy but he really did squeeze a lot into his life he made the most of his life yeah and that was I think that's amazing and that's why that's, I think the record is a great testament to that for sure I just keep like being so thankful that we didn't spend more time like cleaning the house and shit right. you know you're like oh i like i'm like a slob or whatever yeah. but you're like i did we did he did all of these amazing things in that the like short amount of time that yeah. he had you know and just being out there and traveling and playing music and meeting people and all that stuff so this is the pittsburgh current podcast we are here with steph lady and we're talking about the lopez's new record heart punch and um we're gonna i want to talk to you a little bit about the name um because as we were um everyone knows here at sorgatron media in the heart of beach views business district wrestling is always the key topic of conversation and jesse <laughs> loved wrestling correct yeah i mean he was a huge fan totally <laughs> he might be pissed that i'm telling you that and telling everyone that nowadays but no that's he, okay he, I mean, he really did it was embarrassing i think now everybody can be open about their wrestling yeah i think them. it's yeah it's cool now <laughs> well let's talk about the title <laughs> heart punch because that has some um, what well, has a lot of meanings, but yeah. it also had has that bit of wrestling lineage. Yeah, and that's why, like, yeah. So the heart punch is this wrestling move where you just like punch the guy in the heart, you right? Know? Um, and my thought for like Jesse had already seen the front cover of the record. Yeah. We already decided on the title, decided on the front cover. Lizzie Solomon is a genius. Uh, she she illustrated it. So then for the back cover, which Jesse didn't see. I was like, I want to have like a wrestler for each song. I want to have 10 wrestlers, one for each song illustrated by our dear friend, Bryn Heritzik in Portland, Oregon. But, um, I was like, I want it to be 10 wrestlers that use the heart punch as their finishing. Yeah. Move. So we started researching and I don't know if you guys know Joe Melba, but he's a local, I already mentioned him earlier cause he's in the maxi pads, but, um, he and our friend Brandon and I were like kind of researching, trying to find 10 wrestlers who use the heart punch wow. as their finishing move. Yeah. But we couldn't, we came up with like eight 
and some of them were like a little bit shaky. We're like, did they use the heart punch as their finishing move? Shit. I don't and know if I could come up with eight. We didn't want it to be like bullshit. So my friend Brandon, just our friend Brandon, just uh, illustrated. He kind of like invented 10 wrestlers for the back cover. <laughs> they like look very like old school, yeah. like, you know, and they're like, uh, you know, unitards and stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> so the the back cover is kind of like 10, I think. Mostly fictional wrestlers. Some of them resemble people yeah. you might you might know. Is there an Ox Baker like individual yes. in the back? Yeah, I'll show I think you he's guys. probably one of the most famous uh, users of the hard punch. Yeah, um, I also use the hard punch a lot on my brother when we would wrestle growing up. <laughs> that was my first finisher was the hard punch, and uh, yeah, so that was uh, it's that the most came direct in handy. way. It is if you want to get to the heart, you just gotta you know, and that's what I always said. You got to fold the arm back, and you got to you know. Clawed up the, the flow of blood, and that's when you delivered it. That's, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's when you do it. That's why I always thought one in my time. Head. I remember telling Jesse, like, I didn't think that the um the Boston crab or whatever. Yeah, was, I was like, that doesn't even look like it hurts. Yeah, and he was like, all right, let's do it. And he like put me in the, the Boston <laughs> crab like on the floor, like in our living room, and I was like, shoot! Like after like two seconds, I was like, no. I want to point out there was a video. I, I'm pretty sure it was real. That was uh, it's kind of a. a Boston crap ish. The walls of Jericho appear to be used yeah. at the end of an MMA Jericho. match to tap somebody out. So it's real. Yeah, it hurts. Like it looks like nothing, but then when someone does it to you, I think it's awesome that damn. you did that as adults. Because my brother and I used to oh, do that yeah. stuff to each other all the time. <laughs> we were when we were little, and um, yeah, and so that that's awesome. Yeah, Boston crap. Don't fuck with it. <laughs> the heart. <laughs> yes, look up Boston crab and then try it on your on your on your partner significant other tonight. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> you might Not like as fun it. as it. You might, yeah, you might like it. It yeah, could too. lead to amorous <laughs> feelings. Who knows? <laughs> Do you have a favorite uh, song on the record? Oh, that's a hard question. I love the way the song Gremlin sounds mm-hmm. because it's so different. And that was like all Jesse. Like he and Madeline, like I don't even think I was in the studio the one day because I was in like Israel or something. And uh, they, when I came back, I was like, whoa, like what happened to Gremlin? It sounds so different. It's like awesome. But like, he just was like, I think messing around with like different guitar sounds and like was trying this like weird echoey, like ethereal kind of thing. And it sounds so awesome. But um, I think like the song Trouble has like a very like uh, special place for me Um, because the lyrics are just like, I was watching an interview recently with Courtney Love and she was like, saying like i'm not psychic but my lyrics are (laughs) and when i think about like trouble it's like there's so much in that the lyrics of that song that i'm just like are you freaking kidding me like we are singing that for like yeah you know in public and like (laughs) you know so that's like a sad one i mean it's like all the songs i think are like they have their mix of happy and mm-hmm. sad so it dep- and a lot of the songs are very sarcastic right so like if you're listening to it and you're like what the hell they're talking about a roller skating party <laughs> yeah did jesse have a favorite that you that you know of hmm. i think he liked hobby lobby i think he was more of the type that like he would like certain lyrics and yeah be like, oh that's such yeah. a good lyric and like months later we'd be like listening to the song back and he'd be like man did you say blah 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 on that song did you just say how about return of the Mac? Was that one of the lyrics? So, <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, he would like, I think feel like parts of songs and be like really attached. To them. Yeah. That's great. And at the show, which is 
May 11th, Saturday, May 11th, 7 p.m. at Spirit. Which is Jesse's birthday. Which is, yes, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah, that's Jesse's birthday. And yeah. is that, I mean, I guess you could have made it at any point. So I guess that was, uh, you, did you kind of target that date at some point and mm-hmm. decide that that's the day to bring it out? It was kind of like, I was like, I, it can't be right now. You know, it has yeah. to be like in a few months so I can like get my act together and stuff. Yeah. And um, when I saw it was a Saturday, I was like, hmm. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, we'll see if we can make that work. And then it just gave me like a nice enough window of time to like plan everything, book everything. Mm-hmm. And like, I still don't even have the covers for the records in hand. Right wow. Now. So next week is going to be insane. Um, but I have, there's going to be so much stuff inside this record, like physical stuff. Yeah. That's really cool that I have that is beautiful. So. It needs to be pressed on gold vinyl, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. I have the vinyl. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's gold. <laughs> It's metallic. It's like shimmery. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and again, that's Spirit 242 51st Street in Lawrenceville. $10 and proceeds benefit the homeless cat management team. You can go to spiritpgh.com for more details. But you just told us before we sat down that um, you hadn't announced yet, but there's going to be a special sort of unveiling at the uh, at the uh, party this weekend or in, on the 11th. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, our good friend, Anna Azizi, who directed the, um, video for like a prayer mm-hmm. that we were wrestling in Mike, if you've never seen it, you should check it out. <laughs> we're both in like singlets, like wrestling on the floor, um, throughout the video. So Anna Azizi directed that. And then yeah. they also directed this, they're directing this new video, um, called for the song, sell it. Um, and it's all mostly claymation. It's all animation. I'm in it. Jesse's in it. Um, our friend Bree is in it dressed up as both of us. <laughs> so I have had very little, I mean, aside from creative input, like there's really, there's only a little bit of actually like me filmed in it. Right. Um, but yeah, there's, it's, it's pretty cool. How long ago did you, did you get that finished? Was that, that's still not finished, oh. um, but it will be finished by next Saturday. But Anna was just sending me clips yesterday and it's just yeah. going to be really something. That's awesome. Um, so yet another reason to go and check out the show. Um, as we're sort of starting to wind down a little bit, um, <laughs> so let me ask you an awkward question. Um, not really awkward, but, um, so where do you, um, where do you see yourself musically heading at this point? As you said, we talked initially, we've been, you and I have been talking for quite a while about the story and then about the podcast. And, um, I had, I had originally said, oh, maybe we could, uh, maybe you want to do some of the songs. And you said, look, you mean the Lopez is, you know, that's this is the kind of the last run of the Lopez, this record. Um, mm-hmm. What about you musically? Do you have, do you have thoughts about getting back into it or? It's hard to say even because um, I wouldn't have even ever probably been in a band if it wasn't for Jesse, yeah. you know, being like encouraging and stuff. Um, I was in a Go-Go's cover band in Philly. And then I was in a um, band called Dream Phone here in Pittsburgh. And there's been like whisperings of like us reuniting and stuff. But I think, for me, like creatively, yeah. like our band, everything I did like musically was so much about us and like yeah. inside jokes and like our experience yeah. together, you know, like all the songs, like there was a band recently, a local band who asked me to to sing a few of Lopez, of the Lopez songs with them mm-hmm. at a show. And as much as like, I love that band and I was like, oh yeah, I could totally do it. I was like, it just doesn't feel right yeah. because they're like our songs and absolutely. Um, but I don't know. I'm not like dying to get into like a band or playing shows or anything. Um, I would, I'd totally be up for helping people book tours and yeah. I I'll go on tour with your band and like 
do your merch table. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to con- continue to DJ. Like yeah. I DJ every first Sunday at New Amsterdam. So I'm going to continue to do that. And then I've been asked to DJ other stuff, just like other events yeah. and stuff like that. So at least just keeping it alive like that. Cause Jesse's record collection needs to be like played and yeah, heard and I'm not going to just like let it sit there. It's awesome. Um, and then lady fest, which you mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah. I mean, let's tell people, tell folks about lady fest. That's something. How long is, <sighs> has that been going on now? This, I don't know. It's all, it's so like nebulous. Cause there's been so many yeah. people like involved over the years and stuff. This might be like the, I'm just going to guess it might be like the sixth year or yeah. something like that. Um, but I'm not going to really start planning that in like earnest until after this is over. Yeah. Um, I moved it back. So this year it's going to be in September. It's mm. going to be the last weekend of summer and it's all going to be at the shop. Nice. So instead of like moving around and doing it at all these different venues, like Lori from the shop was like totally cool. And the shop right now is like not active, but she said by September, everything will be good. Um, and I think I kind of just want to keep it like more local yeah, and like focus on like bands that maybe haven't played it yet and just not have so many touring bands and really focus on like donating money to the women's shelter right. and not worry so much about sponsors and paying people and money and just have it as like an event that is good right. for everyone. And how did that all, st- how did that all start? What was the onus for Lady Fest? It's my friend Athena started it, you know, years ago and she just, it was like a one day, one night thing, Mm -hmm. I think at Howler's. Yeah. Um, and, um, it just got bigger and bigger every year and I started helping her and, um, actually her husband passed away Hmm. a couple days before Lady Fest the one year and I was like her right hand man. Right. And then I had to really jump in because she was dealing with a lot of personal stuff. And, um, I think after that year she was like done with it. And then I just kind of took over ironically because now I'm kind of alone again too, because a lot of my helpers were just kind of like, it's too much work and people have other stuff they want to focus on. So, so yeah, so this year it's probably gonna be a lot smaller. Um, but But still, it's always quality over quantity. Exactly. That's that's (laughs) what I was trying to say, but I'm a little tongue-tied when it comes maybe, to making sense maybe we can get some lady wrestlers to come and like uh that's a great idea a little side side thing oh i saw the light bulb go off over sword let's head. talk about that later <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really cool um before we go I, I i just want to um again tell you um again how much that um i think that 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 you and jesse have meant to the uh lopez has meant to the to the pittsburgh music scene and i think that's um it's really cool that you're having this event and that the record's going to get out there. Um, and if you were to, um, uh, I think it's just a good, it's a good event to come out and, uh, celebrate the music and celebrate Jesse and, uh, have a good time. So we want everybody out there. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't believe it's actually happening. I'm just like so excited about it. I can't, I can't even think it just doesn't seem like it's really, it's real. And you can get hard punched. <laughs> Do you have want to give your socials and your various ways to get in contact or to get the record? And yeah, so right now the only way you can get it, well, it's going to start streaming on Monday through mm. the Gray Estates. So starting on Monday, the Gray Estates will be streaming the whole record, and you can listen to it. Um, and then I'll have the physical copies and cassettes um, from Crafted Sounds at the show. So I'll have records, cassettes, and digital stuff, digital download codes and stuff. Um, and then after the show, or if you can't make it to the show, I'll just have everything else up on Bandcamp. So it's 
the lopez.bandcamp.com. And you brought that up. I wanted to mention that um, Crafted Sounds just put out a, it's an anniversary record, I think, or or it was a special uh, 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 collection of songs in the Lopez is on that as well. And yeah. So you could read about that also on PittsburghCurrent.com. We had that in our last issue. Um, so yeah, what song, what song is on there? So the song that's on there is, um, I think, the first song we ever worked on together. It's called Gates of Heaven. Yeah. Um, and we've released it a couple times in different forms and yeah. stuff. But originally when they asked us to be on the compilation, we were like, oh, we'll just give them like a song from the new record yeah. and like it'll be out early and whatever. And then after this all fucking happened, um, I was like, I want to give them something that like no one's really heard. Yeah. So I gave them the very first uh, demo version of Gates of Heaven. Wow. And Jesse actually recorded it himself. And um, it's just like super raw and like yeah. lo-fi and you know, that's sounds really song. cool. Yeah, so awesome. I gave them that. So Very that's good. track two on the bridges compilation. Yes. Check out the bridges compilation from crafted sounds and you can find their information on the interwebs. Uh, Steph lady. Thanks so much for coming in. I really thanks appreciate it. Uh, this has been the Pittsburgh current podcast and on the way out, we're going to leave you with another song from the Lopez's new record. This is like a prayer. Um, May 11th head to spirit uh, for a great show. Um, Get the new record, celebrate Jesse Flady. It's been the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. Have a good night. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.